episode four, talking about the NAM show, uh, which is my yearly excuse for leaving New York in January to go to California and look at guitars and stuff. I'm going to talk about comparison guitars, Aristides guitars, uh, the Roly Seaboard, which is the smoothest instrument ever invented. Uh, we bumped into Jordan Rudess and Victor Wooten, uh, dudes from Immortal Guardian, uh, Michelangelo Batio, uh, or as I like to call him, Michelangelo. I guess he doesn't want to be confused with a painter or a ninja turtle at this point, but too bad. Okay, first of all, uh, help me clear something up. Is it cleric with a period? Is that... So this is a good question, because I always thought it was cleric in all caps with no period, but on Facebook, it's cleric yeah. in normal, like, you know, uh, title case than with a period. So I don't know if that was some deal where, like, they... Like, the name of the cleric page was already taken by, like, the comic book or something? You know, I, I don't know. But yeah, it shows up on Facebook as, as cleric with a period. I, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, okay. So that's probably all you need to know if you need to find them on Facebook and it's not coming up. Uh, but let's see. So what, what, how, would, how would we, what are we calling them so people know what kind of music? So, so cleric is kind of like an avant metal band um, from Philadelphia. They're, they're really noisy. They're really heavy. Uh, I usually like to say you know mashuga is my favorite touring band but cleric's a close second because it's that same sort of like super intense uh live show where you know it's just it's really heavy because the texture is really thick um but they you know they've they've even just talking to me said like you know they've seen a much better response from you know the either the avant scene or the contemporary concert classical scene than the metal scene and yeah. yeah, like I wore a cleric shirt to MDF, not this year, but the previous year. And yeah, no one was like, oh, cool shirt. Like, I don't think anyone even knew what it what it was, because yeah. even though it's super metal, like metal heads just aren't into them for whatever reason. Yeah, well, usually the most interesting stuff you can find is like 30 people know what it is. Yeah. yeah. So we went to see them. They were doing a residency at uh... at the Stone. So John Zorn's venue which is here in New York. Uh, it's at, uh, what is it, 2nd Street and C? Yeah. Yeah, Avenue right. C and 2nd Street. And it's a it's this little it's this little joint, uh, John Zorn, you know, he does a lot of weird music, and, and so they he does residencies there, and people come and they play lots of shows. So Cleric was doing this thing where uh, all week they had kind of like duos and trios involving, you know, members of the band, and then like maybe other people from you know the john zorn world uh and they did that all week and then and then the schedule was they were going to do um uh regressions which is the the previous album on friday and then saturday they were going to play the the new album and we we'd kind of planned to go to both these shows and if you listen to the last episode you probably heard us talking about how you know we we weren't sure how this was going to play out because the stone you know, isn't it's not like a bar or you know a normal rock venue. It's sort of this little, you know, this little concert venue. And so, so yeah, sure enough, it was it was weird because I haven't been to the Stone for a while. I left New York. I just got back, and right, and when I was there before, 
yeah there's like chairs you like you sit down and there's no real pa yeah and so right so we went so you, you were basically concerned that it's like this intense metal show and we're gonna be like i have to sit down is that right so you want right. me so to sit down for the heavy metal a big fear was that was that we would be sitting down for the metal show so right we went Which we were we went and re- all my fears were realized. <laughs> yeah. no- nothing had changed. So, so the show was still uh, the stone. Right, it, it's this tiny, you know, rectangle, and there's folding chairs, and yeah, no PA. So for the keys and the vocals, they had two JBL Eons. Which, if you know anything about live sound production, this is like the laziest crappiest solution that that anyone has like every yeah. every place that i i was like oh i i don't want to play here or i don't want to run sound here they're like yeah we've got yeah but usually they were like eons for the monitors and you yeah. were still like oh why do you have eons and this was supposed to be this was like the quote-unquote pa yeah uh so the biggest shortcoming is this actually in my opinion trumped the fact that we were sitting down mm. was that the vocals and the keys were out of the eons. So you couldn't hear any of that. Yeah. Which it's a huge part of the texture because if you've never heard cleric, they don't, it's not like singing. There's not like, oh, there's all these lyrics and, and they're just kind of the words over, over the top of everything else. The dude has two mics and the one mic goes through like a ton of effects and then he just sort of like screams into it. And so it's, you know, it's, it's as textural as the keys, which you also couldn't hear. And so you're just sort of in this room with them and you can't really hear the stuff and you're sitting down. So it was literally like we paid to watch them have band practice because <laughs> that's really what it felt like. I mean, like if you've ever been to anyone's practice space yeah. while they're playing and you're just hanging out there, you like kind of hear everything, but not really. And and that's really how it was, which was a shame because I mean, as far as I could tell, they were playing great yeah and 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 it was my first time hearing or seeing them or anything so i thought they were still great in the sense that like the drums guitar and bass you could tell were were tight and you could tell everything was happening right it was just yeah you the the pa was so much weaker than everything else that the vocals and keys got kind of buried and and those parts are all really distinctive yeah like if you'd never heard them before but you i mean you'd just listening to those parts you'd be like this stuff's really interesting Mm. But, I mean, for me, it was just like, well, it's like half the thing is missing. Yeah. So it just sounded really hollow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were going to go to another, because they did a, a different, like, album. or Well, first they were right. doing duet stuff, right? Right. And so that, then that night was, was regressions. regressions. And then, so they were playing the new, new album, album the following night, which mm. I've now, I said it, I said the name on the last episode. I've now forgotten the name. Mm. But right, so we just, we just bailed. So if you want to know what the uh, the new album is, you have to go listen to the previous listen, podcast. Because you, totally. you should be listening to every episode. I mean, you know, podcasts aren't, you don't just listen to an episode here and there. You got to listen to every episode. Or you'll just be completely right. lost. And, and don't be tempted to like Google that and yeah, acquire that no. info quickly. You should just wade through the entire you previous only episode. Get this information to, wade to the part where I say the name of the album in an audio potentially format, potentially incorrectly. Because what do <laughs> right. I even know? It also might not have been. Yeah. But yeah. So we. So after after Friday's experience, we're like, yeah. There's other things to do in New York. I'm not yeah. gonna drop 
15 bucks to to watch practice of the new album which i can't even my brain can't even fill in the parts that it's yeah, missing yeah. there because i never heard it so that was that was unfortunate because those guys are awesome and um you should definitely check them out but but this was an instance of of it being bad i i felt bad for, sh- yeah. for sure yeah so uh we part of what we're doing which we didn't explain is uh we're telling eric about Eric is a person who is also here. Yeah, which hey. I, yeah. You may recognize Rich, and if you don't recognize me, then get the fuck off my podcast. No, that means listen more. Listen to every episode, right? Of every show, right? But like, this is like the fourth episode, man. If they don't know who the fuck they're dealing with by now, uh, then they should send some hate mail to my <laughs> hate mail address. What hate is that ma- again? Hate mail at yourmusicisbad.com. Sweet. It's it's real. It works. Um. And so, okay, Are you sure? so I think people should test that out to yeah, make no, sure they that it should. works. No, please send me, send me hate mail and I just sent you like five of them. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, well I haven't checked them. It's not checking the email show. during the yeah. show. Yeah. We so don't multitask I'll, I'll here. probably fuck up the show if I try to check email while simultaneously recording the show. So, uh, another thing that Eric missed, uh, although not as recent is, uh, Rich and I went to the NAM show this year, which, Winter Nam. Winter Nam. We went the to Winter Nam, Nam show. in January. It, it's in LA or, or actually yeah. Anaheim. Anaheim. So yeah, quick, California. quick side note. You know there was this big, uh, you know measles scare, right? In the whole California vaccination thing. So the week that was happening, right? Ground Zero was Disneyland. So this is in the Anaheim Convention Center, which is across the street from Disneyland, and our hotel. Had a lot of Nam people in it. Also had a lot of Disneyland people yeah. in it. Now, luckily, I've actually been vaccinated for measles twice due to the fact that my childhood doctor's office burned down. And so when I went to college, the only way I could prove that I'd been vaccinated was to be vaccinated again and have a doctor sign wow. the thing. Um, so I felt pretty okay. But it was, in, you know, I don't think no one expressed concern at all. But yeah. it was just one of those things where you're kind of like... Really? This, yeah. is real, this, is real, this is what we're doing. Yeah. But it was fine. No one got measles. And, and people to, actually freaking out? And to make it more eventful, uh, no I, damn at least, people, I, don't think so. I at least got stuck in uh, Anaheim for a few extra days because there was a big storm on the East Coast. And so they canceled all the flights. And so a, a lot of people were stuck there for a few extra days with no, nothing really going on. They were really just quarantining you guys to yeah. see if you had measles. Yeah. But no one died. Totally intentional. Yeah. So if if uh, the NAM show is uh, the yearly, the biggest convention for in- musical instrument manufacturers. Right. It's kind of like if you know what CES is. Yeah. And it's, it stands for North. No, it's the National Association of Music Manufacturers. Right. No, because what I was going to say is I can never remember what it stands for other oh. than it stands for something, something music manufacturers. And I always think it's North American <laughs> for some reason. But uh, no, but I'm sticking with that. I refuse to actually learn what it means. So I know you just said it. That's cool. It's gone already. Well, don't, people don't can worry. listen to this episode again and find out. Right. <laughs> um, and I'll make up a better thing of what I think it is. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's yeah. Everybody takes their new stuff that they have yeah. and it's on display. And the thing about the show is it's incredibly transparent where there are people doing business there. And but the majority of people are, are like us. Yeah. where we just showed up to play stuff yeah. they they work for a company or they know somebody so they got a pass and they go and check out gear yeah so i gotta give a shout out to where we got our passes from so so my brother actually owns like the the largest uh production company in missouri so if you're in the in the midwest anywhere and you you know you need a big show done like state fair or anything yeah. iron man sound 
so ironmansound.com that'll Sweet. do all your music needs yeah. but so my brother hooked us up uh i was like hey we we need some nam badges and he's like oh yeah yeah I've already had a couple reps ask me if I needed badges, and I'm like, no. And I'm like, well, call them back and tell them, tell them you need two. Uh, and so, so we got badges that said, they said DB Marketing, which is, uh, I think they're Granite City, Illinois. It's like just the other side of the river from St. Louis. Um, and so it was funny because we'd have some discussions with people, and, and they'd be like, oh, so you guys here um, with the DB Marketing? And we're like, no, we, ju- we just came to play guitars. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a few years ago, I, I started going to Nam when I was working at Sam Ash, um, and so this year it was very helpful that, you know, th- if, if I, I don't think I actually met him, I was going to meet him at some point and to say thank you for the passes, so if I haven't met you yet, Rich's brother, thank you for the passes. <laughs> he wasn't there, he was working. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we were there. There's uh, also a lot of performances at NAMM because uh, it's basically, yeah, we're like the the actual musicians and the people trying to use their names to sell their products kind of meet up and they're like, hey, here's some free guitars and shit. And, and, uh, and then some of the bigger brands will get people to actually play a show, again, mostly for their employees and stuff. So it's very kind of corporate. Uh, and... The first one, okay, so there was a there was a Nam Metal Jam, but there was some confusion because a bunch of people I knew were going to the other Nam Metal Jam, which was like the uh, it, it's one that happens every year. It's the same people, uh, like uh, Mike Portnoy, Dave Ellison, uh, there's a bunch of people who have either vaguely connected to Dream Theater, Megadeth, uh, Pantera, Phil Anselmo was there, and then ha- right bands that people buy like that. the right. signature instruments of. Right. So which, like, like Dream Theater well is known, like probably the number It's one. like the well-known yeah. metal jam, which I went to last year, and it was just like, it's this, anyway, so this is like the extra, like, knockoff bargain basement down the road version of that that and we went they, to. They actually have a disclaimer. Right. If you go to the Facebook event page, there was a disclaimer about how this NAM stood for something right, else. because it's not the actual NAM Metal Jam, so they can't actually call it that. So what it is, is it's... Except it's, that they do. Right, but it's NAM, it's NAM, but the difference is it's NAM spelled out like an act, N dot A dot, they put periods after all the letters, because that's supposed to make it okay. And, but the thing is that the, their acronym <laughs> actually stands for Neil and Michael's Metal. So like the NAM... Metal, metal jam because they the also metal, always metal say metal. Jam? So yeah, it's the really it's the Neil and Michael's metal metal jam. But then the way they wrote it on there was that what, what, there was a right, promotional so, poster. So, so no, in in the on the Facebook page, the Facebook where page. they're giving the disclaimer about how it's not associated yes. with the other Nam, they've spelled it out, and so it says Neil. It says Nam metal jam, and then it's like the other Nam parentheses Neil and Michael's. Metal jam, but it's after the other jam, so it's like Neil and Michael's metal metal jam jam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we went to Neil and Michael's metal metal man man. <laughs> Neil and where Michael's did, metal wait, metal jam jam. Where did you go, Matt? Did you? That was, that was, that was about to be a, did a you much go much more interesting jam jam. Uh, I'm so sad I was not there. That's no, a but so here's the great thing. So podcast. The, su- the supposed headliner... Stefan is on that podcast. Because <laughs> there is a list of... Uh, there's a list of people who are going to be there, and the only one I really recognize who's supposed to be the headliner. And so I thought I was going to see Michelangelo, 
Michelangelo Badio. Michelangelo Badio. For, I refuse to call him that because he called kills, him, bro. Because speed he was, does kill. Right. No, but because he was for the longest time, and a lot of people don't remember, like a lot of younger people who weren't there for like any of of it. Uh, that's that's what they always refer to him as, and I was like, he was just Michelangelo for the longest time, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I want my real last name in there. I'm like, too late, fucker. So we gotta we gotta I'm give, just calling him Michelangelo. We gotta give people a little background in case you don't know who the, this guy is. So the 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 biggest I would say foray into pop culture he had was in the '80s. There were a bunch of '80s like heavy metal horror films, which they were all those kind of like, oh, our teenagers are getting into metal and Satan's taking over the town, and then like the PTA is all worried. And so there were a bunch of these. Um, they're all hilariously excellent movies that I, I highly recommend you watch, like Black Roses, Rocktober Blood, Trick or Treat, of which I, I think that was the one that had the, the lead was Skippy from Family Ties. He was like the metal kid. It's, mm. it's really awful. So was this before Nightmare on Elm Street 3 with the Doc and Crossover or I, after? That I don't actually know. You should look that up. <laughs> okay. So, so um yeah with dream warriors right yeah, yeah. we'll talk about we're gonna talk about docking later too so this is this show's jam-packed uh but so then the the movie uh shock em dead which is the tr- classic trope of dude sells his soul to the devil to to gain extraordinary guitar playing ability the the guy who did his hands right the, the like you know satan gave me this power to like shred so hard was michelangelo that's mm. that's what he did and then he also had a glam band that was called Nitro, and their album was called OFR, which stood for Out Fucking Rageous. There's an there's an episode of Headbangers Ball where where Jim Gillette, who that's another story. You should look him up if you don't know who he is. Jim Gillette and Michelangelo were on Headbangers Ball, and it's hilarious. I I literally think that the Brendan Fraser's character in Airheads was based off Jim Gillette. Oh yeah, like because of that segment, like it, oh. it had to be. You I play don't... Dungeons and Dragons in high school. <laughs> I, probably, uh, and so then he, so so then and then they air the freight train video, which is like a classic moment in hair metal. If you're unaware of this video, it, it involves Jim Gillette shattering a a wine glass with his voice. And uh, and Michael Michelangelo playing the X guitar, which if you don't know, this was like his signature guitar. It was a four necked guitar where the necks are in the shape of an X. So he plays with he'll he'll finger fret, if you will, like with with both of his hands up yeah. and down. It's insane. So so part of Michelangelo's thing is that uh, so if you play guitar, your left hand fingers the notes, but you can sometimes you don't have to pick a note to play with your left hand. You can just do it one hand just hit it hard so he does that with both hands and that's his big thing and like so on the wrong can, side of the neck right well and yeah the 80s trick of i play over the top of the neck like because it matters there's a section they... in his instructional video where he like does that he's like i'm gonna show you yeah. how to play on both right. sides he of the shows neck. you and he does a trick where he like flips his hand over and under to right. alternate whether he's playing a note over or under but it's just to play one note and, and this is what matt was talking about when he said speed kills that was, that was this was the name of his yeah, instructional, instructional video, video which is also the only exposure i ever truly i i watched his instructional video because a student of mine had it and let me borrow it and i laughed a whole bunch and then I never <laughs> look, listened or looked at anything involving him again, other than when my students are being like, oh, can you teach me some Michelangelo Batu? I'm like, oh, you mean Michelangelo? <laughs> but yeah, he used to call himself the same name as that painter. In that video, he only has half the guitar, because half of it's right. stolen. Well, more yes. often, the he thing- does a two-neck, right? A left and right. And there's just this one particular case, he did also like two pointing towards the floor almost, like outward, like an yeah. X. 
but more often he would just have the double neck and yeah. do that. Well, which, no, but half of it got stolen. But half of it got yeah. stolen. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of the thing. The yeah. guitar was like modular, and right, mm-hmm. you could take the necks off, and, right. and some of it got stolen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was at this show, but he was not actually headlining. So this is one of those jams he, where... He was headlining the poster. Right. He was headlining the Facebook <laughs> exactly. page. No, he was the, the person like, it, to get guitar players to show up. Because I didn't... Like, there was a bunch of people listed. Yeah. Like, and actually, so we, because this was months ago, I went to look this up, like, who else was there? Because I couldn't really remember. It was, like, some dude from Racer X and, like, some other stuff. I, I found the info on the Axis TV website, which... Wasn't... Uh, yeah, sorry. Go go ahead with the access. Yeah, which yeah. which is the if, if you don't know, it's this it's this cable channel that you get if, if only if you have the like I have every channel package, yeah. and and they show like M three like the like the Butt Rock Festival mm-hmm. and the and um they also showed like the Michael McDonald and the Hall and Oates concerts <laughs> like half half of the ch- there's only two things on this channel yeah there's MMA and kickboxing mm-hmm. from like lesser known organizations and and like concerts that if you're 45 like you went to when you were 16 <laughs> yeah so uh we actually have okay here are the the notable people that we could remember or actually looked up and then remembered that we saw there uh, i mean we saw this band okay so first of all let me again let me set this set this up right the kind of jam this is first of all anytime where you go to a show and it's called a jam here's the first thing you're gonna get all the people you want to see you're not gonna hear any of them play their music you're only gonna hear them with other people who are not at all related playing covers that are by none of them. Right, that, because they all know them. Right. So they, because there's, there's no rehearsal for this. Right, They're right. Just show they just jam. tell you you're going to play this song, and then you show up and get on stage and do it. And uh, in this case, the, uh, I guess to just set the, the lowest common denominator bar as much as possible, it was like ACDC, Ozzy, Dio, Iron Maiden, and like that's it. Like it was so narrow, yeah. the classic hard rock metal types of songs they were doing the stuff that everybody knows basically. right right but like to such a ridiculous like, like like really like like the most well-known song by every band they, they probably played breaking the law i don't really oh, remember they definitely but, did yeah, yeah, the but it, that's that's yeah. kind of what it was um, so uh right so so for example michelangelo who again shows up like in the middle of the set gets on stage for one song and then leaves, and I'm like, he's coming back later, right? Right, guys? <laughs> like, there's more of this? And, the song, and he did Crazy Train, which uh, I, I'll edit in. If I still have the video on my phone, I'll edit in the sound of it oh, later. Oh, nice. We now take you to Neil and Mike's Metal Metal Jam Jam. Because it's him playing Crazy Train, which if everyone knows the intro of his, and he goes, like that's what it sounded like. No, it's it, I was I'm reminded of if there's this there's video of this out there of of Ingve playing Dream On where he like overplays the shit yes. out of the song. It was it was that it was it so was great, glorious overplaying like you have never heard before. It was like if you want to just ruin a song 
with as many notes as possible. This yeah. is in the Hall you of know, Fame. Because Michelangelo, he plays all the notes. All the notes. All the notes. As closely together. Notes. As closely together as possible. He really gets um, Vinnie Vincent a run for his money. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't have anything to say about Vinnie Vincent. I, the one thing was... I have to say about Vinnie Vincent is if you do not get that reference, uh, you need to watch the Vinnie Vincent guitar instructional <laughs> video. But why would I do that? <laughs> because it's, it's actually might even because be he, funnier than the Michelangelo one. I wouldn't be surprised because he did play on Lick It Up. That's the only thing I know him from. Is <laughs> he played on the Kiss album where they took off the makeup <laughs> and because like maybe you'll be confused about what Kiss is about. So they decided to make like the innuendos less innuendo and more just <laughs> over. Lick It Up. Like just, yeah. Like, uh, so, uh, fucking yeah vinnie vincent um so other people were there uh immortal guardian i uh, was just banned uh this guy carlos zima is the singer i'm friends with him on facebook i don't remember when or why that happened but uh they're this like power metal band and they were the only band that actually just came up and played as a band which was also weird because again the middle of a jam where all you're having is like typical metal songs they get up and play three of their own like power metal songs how did they get away with that Cause, Who's gonna stop them? Because Neil and Michael were cool <laughs> at their metal metal jam jam. <laughs> they had they look. There were two medals in the name. We already had the one medal. We needed the power medal. Is right. that supposed to be their big break or something? Like, I've never heard of this I don't band. Know. No, no, they were look. They were really tight. I I don't like power metal. You know. Yeah. But um, if they you were, like power metal, yeah. If you like power metal, you would love these guys. Yeah. They were very tight and they were fast and they were like way into it. Not like steal profit into it, but yeah. like way into and, it. And I've I've seen this on Facebook and they did it at the show. Their their uh, kind of gimmicky thing, which fits with Michelangelo, is that the one dude plays like one hand keyboard and one hand guitar. Yeah, and yeah. plays like unison stuff. Yeah, and, and he uh, and he held it down. Yeah. I mean, it was super clean. Yeah. Uh, so they're solid. It was just a weird. It's shift just, to suddenly it, hear this original you know original and that we don't know you know right original and it's power metal, metal yeah. and we don't really care about power metal yeah. but the i mean the, we went expecting comedy we got comedy yes we should accomplish we got more than we bargained no for. no complaints i just yeah. want to make that clear that's true i have no complaints about this show it was amazing and and it was for a good cause it was for the ronnie james dio stand up and shout cancer for kids oh or, yeah or i totally kids with cancer i totally fund. forgot about that too yeah. so we we can feel good about giving our money oh yeah Was I feel it about it cancer cancer fun fun <laughs> the ronnie james dio <laughs> kids with cancer fun fun i don't know it might be a beach boys barbecue bash blast, blast blowout something someone blast, looked that reference up blast. can we can we edit in when i say the name correctly or is it funnier that i can't remember it's funnier that you can't remember okay uh, most of this show is about not remembering things. Um, <laughs> if only. If only. If only. Uh, the only other... Okay, so Courtney Cox was there, which is... Not the, not the, the one you're thinking not of. Not the one you're thinking not of. Not the one from Friends. Right. The one from the Iron Maidens. Iron Maidens, Which yeah. is an all-female Iron Maiden tribute band. Um, yeah, that was pretty much all I got. Oh, I think Jason Jason McMaster was there. Right, that's from, from Racer X. Right, yeah. Um... Yeah, that was pretty much it for the, the Metal Jam. Okay, so that was like the first night we went to a show. Then uh, we went to we went to see Steel Panther at the official NAM Jam. Now, again, there's the metal, NAM Metal Jam. There's the... <laughs> a complex guide to shows There's the Metal Metal Jam NAM Jam. That have NAM in the name. And then there's the actual NAM Jam. Uh, so the actual NAM Jam uh, was headlined by Steel Panther, and we basically just went to see them. But beforehand... 
Uh, well, according to the bill, this would have been at the beginning of the show, but instead it dis they decided to do it right before the headliner was an affliction fashion show. Calling it a fashion show <laughs> is is generous. That's how it yes. was billed. Right. But it, it was basically like they found some goth girls that were willing to get on stage, like maybe for either some free affliction gear or for nothing. But I thought affliction was all about like bro metal shirts and Yeah, but in but here's the deal. Again, if you are the target demo for Axis TV, like you you wear affliction. I saw a guy. I saw a guy a couple of months ago. He was he was wearing an affliction shirt that that said live fast. That's like their logo or like their slogan, even though mm. it's not on all of their clothing. It said live fast and he was pushing a stroller and I was like, "Thank you for clearing up details about your life and and no so it's it's like it yeah it's super broy. and actually i do own one affliction shirt i own the the mashuga affliction shirt oh, which, but, brave. but i've never i've never worn it because it looks like it would fall apart oh, if, yeah. if you if you put it on or try to wash it or anything so i sort of have it, it it's akin to like a poster to me Supposed basically to, you know stretch it out with your muscles bro. Yeah, stretch, it out with my muscles. stretch it out with your muscles i just i can't take a like a pre-workout shake and put it on though because they're crazy things it might just it might just shake right. apart yeah it might right. fall apart as i as i convulse um but no, so they have more demos. And in L.A., like, it's one of those things, like, when you see all these guys that are in these, like, rock bands, right, where it's, like, they're supposed to, like, look edgy, but then they are they have the very makeup appearance. You yeah. know? And, and so Affliction is kind of like that, that gratuitous, over-synthetic edge. It's like edge you can buy, right, yeah. which isn't real edge. Right, it's the whole L.A. glam sleaze look, which is this weird, like, there's a cottage industry in LA yeah. for gl for glam stuff. Like right. it still yeah. lives exactly. there. Exactly. And it's well I, I think it's I find it interesting because yeah, it still lives there, but it's like it's evolved a little since the 80s, but not that much. Well, it's like it's like you're you're gonna you might be hungover tomorrow, but you're gonna go to work. Yeah. Like that's a, it's it's no longer like you live in a crash pad and you hope someone has pizza. Right. Like you're gonna go to your job. Well, and like the it's shifted to like, you know, more of the bird's nest hairstyles. Right, you know, bird, bird on the back of your head, like yeah. that one dude we saw. Affliction's <laughs> totally missing the market on the uh, receding hairline headbands. You just need to slap a logo oh. on the front of those, and they'll make that is that choice market. I don't, yeah. Know, yeah, I don't know who caters to that. Call Brett Michaels. <laughs> Call uh, 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 Sean Michaels as well. <laughs> both, both Michaels strategically disguising their receding hairlines. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that was a, a bunch of fun. Uh, and then Steel Panther came out and was Steel Panthers, so there's really nothing to say about right, that. Right, they're just awesome. Yeah. They're hilarious on their own. They're yeah. supposed to be hilarious, yeah. so, so you can't really talk we, shit we on We have nothing band to that's hilarious. Steel Panther. They played a show at a yeah. jam. Well, this, is just this one was not an actual jam. It was just called a jam because that's also what they just call most Everything. of the shows at NAMM. Because, again, most of it is, is uh, you know, corporate dudes. It's, uh, it's like blues lawyers who didn't have to become a lawyer. But instead, they found a, a job, you know, selling guitars and stuff. Or maybe they are a lawyer. Or maybe. Or a music manufacturer. Maybe. Which is why they're at the, the, the that, that too, yes. They're actually there doing business. That, that's probably the closest thing to an actual blues lawyer. Because believe it or not, blues law is not actually I think a you field. have a story related to that from a couple of days ago involving a yacht. <laughs> oh, yes. That is an excellent story. Do you need one of us to tell it? Wait, the... The Sam Ash one. The blues lawyer who... Oh, the, the yeah, purchase. yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, no, this is inside dope through my secret connections at Sam Ash. 
but one of my, my friends at Sam Ash, because uh, I used to work at the Manhattan store, uh, told me that the other day they sold a bunch of guitars. And again, okay, so blues lawyer uh, is the term we have for, like, you know, dudes with a bunch of money. They come in in a suit, and they got cash to drop. So they'll just buy, you know, a PRS for, like, $5,000 because it's pretty. Because it looks great. And then— People will totally think that if you spent that much money on it, you must be real serious about it. Right. And uh, and then they'll hang it on the wall in their office, or the other possibility is in their dentist's office, because the other thing we call those guitars is dentist, dentist guitars. Dentist guitars. So, uh, so they sold about seven dentist guitars the other day. And the 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 trick, though, because usually you know to, Sam to one Ash, guy, they sold right, seven to one to guy. one guy. And Sam Ash, you know, we don't really do like delivery. But once in a while, if it's a big deal, they'll help you out. In this case, they had him bring his guitars to his yacht at the uh, Chelsea Piers. <laughs> so that was a, a serious yacht delivery. But didn't you said you said the reason he bought seven was because he couldn't make up his mind. Oh, it wasn't, yeah. It yeah, wasn't like he was true, like, I have seven right. walls to fix guitars to. Right. He was just like, you know what? It's not worth my time to actually play these guitars right. and decide which ones I want. I you just just bring them all to the yacht. And I think two of them were basses. Bring them so to I, the don't, yacht. I don't think he, he might not even play. They it. He just, might just be like, I want to learn guitar. Which one should I get? Oh, I can't make up my mind. I'll take these five and a couple of basses. I don't know. Maybe that'll be what I do. Why do, why do these ones only have fewer four, four strings? Like four, why four are strings. Are so big? Are these like 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 extra large? They're loud. They're louder. They go to eleven. Uh, yeah. Does he have one for like a different day of the week? Hang on his wall. Maybe. His maybe. On you know, if you're on a yacht, there's actually more days of the week. You just you just follow the sun. <laughs> rich people don't know this. Rich people actually have more days. Like there's more time. There's more. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of rich guy stuff that you don't know about. <laughs> like the, cr- the rich people. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll move that meeting, meeting to tours day. What Thursday? What, uh, sh- uh, uh, I mean, uh, Tuesday. Yeah, what's the normal one? What's the poor people Thur- day? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Is Thursday. The poor people day. Right. The, the plebeian day. Shit, man. I'm living on poor people time. <laughs> you are. You got to do something about that. So yeah, so those are the, those are the only shows we went to at NAMM. Uh, I mean, we saw a few demos. Lots of demos. We saw... Uh, we saw, where did we see George Lynch? Wasn't he at like Randall or something? I forget because he, I think he actually did a couple and we just kind of walked but the by. Deal, right. I, I saw just it on the, I saw that he was booth. playing a demo and I was like, oh, that's funny. Like I, cause they, there's this app you get for your cell phone when you go to NAMM and it has a schedule and you can like search it and all the, and you can like say, oh, I want to go to this. And then it shows up on your calendar. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then didn't really like think about it again. And then I, I walked past it as it was happening. And, I, and <laughs> yeah. there was like a big, well, not a big, but like a decent sized crowd, crowd to see George Lynch. It was like, it was either some amp or guitar manufacturer. I don't, I don't remember. A lot I of didn't, people, I didn't stay long. A lot of people are still really into George Lynch. Lot, well, I think everyone there was still really in the 80s. Like it well, was, yeah, it was, pretty much what... it was, they were doing the time warp. Dream Warriors, then, man. Dream Warriors. They were <laughs> dream all Dream Warriors. They were all Dream Warriors. Speaking of the 80s, uh, we also saw Chris Poland, because that's so, when he was on a Megadeth album. Yeah, yeah, so people don't know, Chris, Chris Poland played on one Megadeth album, right? And and, uh, uh, and people are still, like, excited about it. Right, and he has a career about that. But so so after that, though, he went and did, um, he was like, well, I was just, I was really a jazz guy, and I just, you know, played on this this iconic metal album. And so he, you know, he actually, he put out, um like, a, 
guess like a heavy jazz album that like a bunch of metalheads bought yeah and so his name still has cachet in the in the scene so, so he the... was he was doing it for Schechter, wasn't he yeah yeah, yeah. It was Schechter. so we went to the we went to that demo and it was it was like in this back corner there was no there was no room yeah so like it, again like there was probably fewer people at the chris Pullen demo than the george Lynn, but you couldn't like you couldn't move it was it was crazy but um yeah i mean it was he held it down probably sold some guitars yes that was cool and uh i mean he kind of did the alex skolnick thing right oh yeah he Get totally did like yeah, i'll play some jazz now uh can i can you shred me yeah. At least he didn't go join Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> True. We should, but that pays. We usually, should, I mean, we really should talk about that sometime. I've been will, to a will. TSO show. Me too. I went oh. to. I went to one. Okay, so then that we can enough. we can exchange war stories. Yeah, it'll be it'll be another episode where we tell each other yeah. about things that we missed or didn't really miss. <laughs> right. I've never been to one. I've just seen them on TV. <laughs> uh, wow. Thankfully, I would have changed the channel at yeah. that moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, TV is not going to add to the experience. Um. Who else did we see? We saw we saw Jordan Rudis. Oh yeah, we saw Jordan Rudis at the Seaboard booth uh, or Rolly. Rolly, the so, smoothest of all instruments. Yeah, I don't know if, if we've talked about this yet. Um, in our four very, this is the of which this is number four. Uh, so the Seaboard is this new instrument from this company called Rolly R O L I, and it's basically like a keyboard but with like soft, like silicone like right, squishy keys. Instead of instead of the like when you play a piano, the keys are all separate. Yeah. But it's sort of, of like, like it's waves. just like a surface that's bumpy. Yeah, and they're so they're like waves, which is why it's the seaboard because all the gentle waves of the seaboard, and it also happens to be the smoothest instrument ever so invented. Smooth. So smooth. Basically, because it's all squishy, you can bend and do vibrato and uh, lots of aftertouch. You yeah, can make things louder after you play it, and mm. like yeah, it's really. Cool. And the top and the bottom act as just like a full length ribbon controller, so it's really neat. And Jordan Rudess, you know, he's directly involved with the company that made it. I mean, I expect him to show up when someone makes a new keyboard thing. But in this case, it seemed like he had been involved so early. Like, I just assume when they rented their office space, he was there like, yo, you guys ready to get ready on this keyboard shit here? <laughs> Making keyboards or what? Yeah, let's do this. Making keyboards or what? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, because he did, he, he did like a bunch of, de- I feel like he did demos all Yeah, no, all he's week. got like... like yeah. Like in, 10 demos a day because basically i think it's now to the point where you actually can't release any sort of keyboard technology and expect to sell a single unit if jordan rudess did not endure <laughs> no right. I, like I, it sound i sound like that sounds like a joke it sounds like hyperbole but i honestly believe that <laughs> yeah. because i'm not a keyboard player like by by trade I, I know how to play keyboards and i and i do it occasionally and literally anytime someone is like Oh, there's this new thing. I'm like, oh, send me some info about it. They link me to a YouTube video of Jordan Rudis doing a demo, yeah. like, ev- like without fail. I, li- I literally only hear about new synthesizer gear via Jordan Rudis. Yeah, he's the only keyboard player, right? Apparently, apparently, it's been like that I, a I, long time too, almost ten years. I, I, yeah, I met him one time too, uh, like, like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. He, he's He's a decent guy. He's yeah, a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I got he, nothing bad to yeah, say about him. Everything I've heard about him he, is he's a, a cool guy. He's got his chops. He's a nice guy. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. He's he is the official gatekeeper of, of keyboard <laughs> gear. Yeah. As far as I know, I'm probably I'm probably infuriating both every keyboard player and anyone else who's ever done like a product demo <laughs> advertisement. But, but I, that's this what is, we're here for. I'm, this is my honest experience. This is this is how I 
I see the world of keyboarding. I'm sorry if that makes me a Luddite, but it's, that's just the truth. So if you want to tell Rich how he don't know shit about keyboards, just send that mail to hate mail at yourmusicisbad.com. Just, you should know that I won't read it. Rich Matt, will read it. Matt's I will read it. Oh, Matt will read it to me. I will on, read it to on him. On air. And I will. I don't, I don't know how to read, actually. <laughs> it's little, little inside info there, <laughs> folks. Rich can't read. Me and Tori Amos. <laughs> oh, God. Neither of us can read. Yeah, I think that's all the... Uh, oh, but you know, the thing about the Seaboard demo with Jordan is, like, I was a little disappointed because I made a big point. it sounded like he was playing a regular keyboard. Right, well, and also, well, because they've been demoing Seaboards all day. He didn't do anything that far outside of what the other guys did. Yeah, yeah, he... It, it was... Right, there was two things. He sounded pretty much just, like, the more famous version yeah. of everyone else. <laughs> right. And and he didn't do any of the like crazy aftertouch stuff. Yeah. It it would literally just sounded like hey, this is a really nice keyboard yeah. you can buy. And, and he yeah, he could do like a little more shreddy shit. But yeah, it was just like you sounded like you'd sound on a keyboard. Because when you get that fast, then there's no real benefit. Right. You you don't want to be fast, you want to be smooth. Right. Yeah, he you gotta get smooth with that shit. You gotta get real smooth. Well and he also like talked more. Like he didn't really like he talked a bunch of the time about how it's cool and it's a neat instrument. And I'm like, can 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 you play it? He did play. He did he play. Did play but like, but not like as much as I was expecting. The whole demo was like 20 minutes, and I was like, Are we talking like Opeth levels of talking during the show? Or well, it was 20 minutes, uh, and it was a demo. Don't remind me. So it's like 20 hey. minutes. How much of that was playing? Can we have Can we have an episode sometime where we we all just talk about horrible Opeth shows we've been to? Yeah, yeah. That's I've I, got like four. I, I don't know how many I have. I went to one, and then I was like, all right, I, I, I get I get that time. I would have only gone to one, except I happened to, unfortunately, I, for two years, dated a girl who had an Opeth tattoo. Like, she was uh, she was very into this band. Mm. She shall remain nameless. I mean... Are they I, a band anymore, or is it just, oh, like, yeah. spoken word performances? Because every show I've been to, I they talk a, twice as much as the one before it. Well, I think they're a country band now. Uh, right. Gabe, Gabe linked me something, and it was, it was like, country. Well, yeah, no, the, like, well, like the last 70s, album. The last album was, like, 70s No, rock. I heard the 70s Praga, and that's when I... Yeah. The, and, and I had the un, unfortunate experience of going to the show for, you know, while, for that tour. Yeah. And no, it was but really I'm bad. The, but the, then the but, latest one is, like, no, still... No, the latest one like, is, like, country music. Yeah, it's 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 like camel. there's there's at least one country well, yeah, song. I on believe it. I'm standing. I haven't by, heard the whole thing. I'm standing by that, that assertion for the it. album I didn't listen to. <laughs> so if you want to argue with me about this, yeah, send you should hate mail to hate send hate mail, mail. mail to Thank you, Matt. And we should uh, talk about we should talk about your uh, your rival. Your nemesis at oh, Nam. Yeah. Oh right, your okay. nemesis so, uh, showed up at Nam. You know what? This is this brings up another good topic too, which is I need to tell people about how uh, all of my musical instrument endorsements are what I called renegade endorsements. I thought they were ambush endorsements. Are they renegade? No, renegade. Oh, okay. You know, like like Lorenzo Lamas. Right. No, no, no. It, that's it's it's real. Show, like, bro. Renegade endorsements. Um, so what this means is that I, uh, um, I, I have some guitars and some good gear and i just i find the gear i want and i like it's good and then i buy it and i use it and i tell people this gear is pretty cool and 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 nobody's paying me and the idea <laughs> is your charity case eventually no no i'm not because i can i can just buy my own instruments is the point i don't need somebody to I give know, me but them. you're doing the charity work for them you're right. just spreading the word man right you're the opposite but, of the Victor Wooten endorsement. But oh, no. the that's thing a, is, that's another story. Yeah. I, 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 enough of the same thing. I will get bored. 
So it's like you got a certain amount of time if you want to like keep me in the family before I get bored and just like, oh, what's this thing about? And just play something totally different. So I love when Victor Wooten endorses stuff because he's <laughs> totally paid. And he's like, yeah, I like this, but you know, you should play it and see if you like it because yeah. you shouldn't buy anything you don't like. Well, Victor Wooten, uh, there's a whole thing on Victor Wooten. But we got to we gotta talk but about right, your nemesis. Right, right, right. No, we'll so to, my point is we'll, we'll get, get back to, to Victor Wooten in a moment. Right. Because Victor was there. So my current favorite guitar brand is uh, Caparison Guitars. They're a Japanese brand. They make uh, very metal guitars that are really nice. And uh, they've got a bunch of new uh, endorsees popping up. Uh, for a while, they, like, they kind of uh, relaunched their brand. They went... Uh, they, they kind of went on a business for a minute and then some new guys came in and they kind of revamped things. So they kind of started from scratch as far as endorsees go. Like the only people who were like really stuck with them were like Michael Romeo and Matthias Eklund, like the, the big people everybody knows. Um, so uh, one of these new guys, this guy named Fred Brum or Brum, I'm not, it's B-R-U-M. And I think he's from Portugal. Um, but the point is, like, I don't know, he came out of nowhere, and I was like, who is he? And they're like, the thing he's is, our new... The thing that's really creepy, he looks exactly like my old boss. Oh, really? Yeah, but with facial hair. Oh. Yeah, mm. so that was super creepy, too. But yeah, so he, so we, but we, we hadn't, I haven't really heard of this guy. Right, I only know him because I'm, I'm on the comparison, there's a, a Facebook group and a forum and crap, and I'm, I'm into their shit, so I'm on that stuff. And so they posted, hey, here's this guy, he's our new endorsement, and they had uh, an eight-string, uh, well, they, they, their first eight-string or maybe no, they, it came out this year too. But there's uh, the the Matthias Eklund eight string has squiggly frets or quote unquote true temperament frets, uh, which For we're those not going to get. Not in the room, you can't see me rolling right. my eyes. Rich rolled his eyes so hard. Uh, I'm actually I, blind right now. I'm surprised because my you eyes couldn't are hear in the it. Back of my head. Yeah. I didn't even know he was playing eight strings now. Well, he, he hasn't. Well, no, he is actually. But right, no, but it's only like the most recent album and. Uh, it's yeah. just to sell guitars. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, could, so, you, uh, could you write some eight string tunes so we could ship some, some gear? So uh, uh, there's, uh, I'm not going to get into the squiggly frets too much, but the no, point is shouldn't. they add about $1,500 to the price of the guitar. So I was and waiting. zero to the value. Right. So I was waiting uh, for the straight fret version, which they released at NAMM this year. And Fred Broom basically well we went down there we went and to the, the guitar booth. was missing the guitar was not on the, the guitar wall was not on because fred borrowed it for a demo at another booth and i'm like another booth right and we're like yeah, we were like booth. and who is this guy we're like, like yeah. i didn't even know who this guy right. was we're like yo you, you letting this dude just like walk around with your shit man like well he also actually bought the eight string so part of it was that he already i think was going to buy it or paid for it so it was already his kind of but i was like yeah but what if i want to buy one and i can't try this shit right now and I've already like, shown I will buy multiple guitars without any discount. They're like, then you have to come back later. Right. Which they know I, they I, didn't lose I, a I sale because no. people who buy comparison are going to buy well, it. I'm, I'm, I didn't buy one anyway because no. I bought a Strandberg. But, uh, you know, no, it's not related because the Strandberg is all fan fret. And uh, I mean, it's shaped like a butt. I think but it's kind of shaped like a sea like creature. One. Yeah, it, to me it looks like some something with a shell. It's I pretty think because of the because it curves on the bottom and where the the tuners are, the crustacean is like a flat. That's like the that's the crack, and then there's the two sides of the. It's shaped it, like a cheek. It's quite butt like. Yeah, and then the neck is you know the eight string dick coming out the other end. <laughs> really? Yeah, I might edit that out. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, now it has to stay, Matt. Or not. I don't so, care. That's the, like, why, I don't know if you guys are caught on. Like, I don't, 
team shit like hashtag team no shame quality control on this podcast is primarily based around whether or not i enjoyed oh, it. oh i thought you were gonna say non-existent hashtag no. team no shame i mean he let me on well yeah also True. hashtag that's, no that re- was questionable also hashtag no refunds <laughs> hashtag no that's right you <laughs> that's the key thing is no refunds so uh no so so fred so fred Drum. so so, yeah, fred. so so uh after we were actually the funny thing i think while i was walking around to look at other stuff before going back to comparison we bumped into fred Brum at a different guitar booth yeah so he, he uh, aristides yeah there's the i think they're the german um, they're some somewhere in europe i think they're yeah. a german company but that's not the important part so what they do is these guys have this uk like, uk i think actually no, because the dude definitely, like, English wasn't his first type, language. types were in, uh, in pounds, though. Yeah, but that just could be... I think they're based there, though. Maybe the guy's in German or something. Anyway, anyway. They, they make these weird guitars that are... Or they're not... The bodies aren't made out of wood. It's some, like, synthetic material that was all secretive about. And the thing was, I played, I played this one, and it sounded awesome. It sounded super awesome. And then I played another one... And the weight was like way, way different. Yeah. And so that kind of got me concerned because I'm thinking like, well, what's how consistent is this process? Like, because, you know, when you play wood guitars, like the weight might vary quite a bit. And that's, you know, and you just have to play them and hear them. But I'm like, if this is just the synthetic material, like they should, you know, I would think they would be pretty consistent. The weight was super different. And that guy told me he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. See, like that one it has different pickups like this one has emgs and the other one has you know seymour duncans and, and so you know this one's way heavier so so first of all for for anyone who's unfamiliar with guitar construction like pickups weigh like maybe a couple ounces yeah. and so there's first of all there's no way that the difference in the pickups could account for this weight yeah but then furthermore the one that he was telling me you know, it, it, it's heavier because of the pickups, like, I, this is the kind of guitar nerd I am. I actually know which pickups physically weigh more than other <laughs> ones. And and he was telling me the one with the heavier pickups, like, weighed less. Yeah. And so I was just like, all right, you have no idea what you're talking about yeah. right now. It was super weird. Well, and the other funny thing when we when we first went, because, okay, again, to be clear, the guitars sound and play awesome. They're, like, I yeah, actually, they play I'm, great. I, I'm planning to get one eventually because... They're super expensive, though. They, and yeah, and they you are. can only get them new right now. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. so you're paying top dollar. And part of it is, because uh, that was the other reason I was saying that is UK, because they were talking about the conversion rate from the pound. And so that's right. the thing you want to watch for. You can get a good deal if you buy at the right time. That might just be their distributors in the UK, but, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you, but in the US, you order direct. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, they said you no, you sort of direct from them. I don't think they even they might have distributors though now. Mm. But anyway, so fact check. Aristides Instruments is based in the Netherlands. And they have like seven strings with a uh, twenty-six and a half inch scale, which is a thing I want. At yeah, some that's point. what I played. So yeah. it's great. So uh but the other thing was we were talking to them about the whole deal and they're giving us the pitch and they're like, you know, they sound just as good. You know, some people think they say even you know better so so it sounds like wood, right? And we're like, oh, so like are they but they're like lighter than wood? And like no, uh, you know, it's about the same. We, and when we picked them up, we're like, yeah, it's like some heavy ass wood. Yeah, it's like, why not just use wood? It's at that heavier point? than wood. <laughs> Your process is And right, we're like, so it sounds like wood, but it's heavier than wood. And, and it's inconsistent. Right. So, you know what you could do instead? You could, uh, you could just use wood. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, uh, a lot of people like that they don't use wood because they don't want to cut down trees and stuff. But, uh, there is still still would but they didn't they didn't tell us what they didn't tell us what the process was so maybe it's some super like harmful strip mine 
chemical like yeah, yeah or yeah. like pureed babies right. or something they should they should really come clean but if about it's pureed babies they should sound way better what, i mean that's what they're like, using i don't know i've never played a pureed baby guitar i mean it would have to have some serious like that's some serious satanic juice or there. something yeah 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 communist yeah. uh no but, but right so then the thing is so fred's up there doing this demo right. he's not even playing the comparison yeah he's, so playing he's hanging out at aristides um and uh and matt matt tried to fight him yeah yeah it got ugly i thought he was a lot taller from his pictures he just looked like but i always boss. think people are taller on the creepy. internet so, i'm taller yeah. on the internet yeah i was six foot four <laughs> but only on facebook no it was before i got on shot twitter with a, it's like six two before i got shot with a bazooka oh. tasty <laughs> No one will get that reference. I, I don't get you that. Should send, I don't either. You should send hate mail Man. about my bad references. So it, it was was that that was pretty I mean, much the roundup of demos and everything, right? To, until uh, until we ran into Victor Wooten, right? Victor Wooten. So like at one point, well, first we just saw him on the escalator, and it's a close encounter. Yeah, and 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 we're just like, oh, hey, it's Victor Wooten, and you know, Rich had been talking about. I've been playing really a lot of bass. <laughs> yeah. So so I I'm I don't really trust other people to to do things unless they have like a conservatory level education which spoiler alert most people who play like bass you know electric bass like don't yeah, yeah. um so i've been playing a lot of bass so i can play on my own bass parts and uh, and i one day posited the question i, I said how many victor root instructional videos do i need to work through before i, I i'm at a legitimately a bassist so then we saw Victor Wooten. So we saw Victor Wooten, and then and then you saw him again, right? I so I so I had my opportunity to ask him because I, I went to this. Uh, there was like a Berkeley alumni thing that I went to, and uh, and for he he was there like I, <laughs> for the free food. I I don't know, um, but he was hanging out. I mean, he's a nice guy, but he's yeah. got his own he's got his own philosophy. Right. He's a very philosophical, very spiritual guy, and uh, we've heard that his. His base camps involve a lot of meditating and 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 for people who don't, it's not base camp like this is where our military operates out of base camp. It's a camp about bass playing. B A S camp, camp. Not to be confused with base camp. Correct. Yeah. So he also was recently at Sam Ash for a clinic, uh, which uh, Eric and I went to. So now we can tell Rich about it because oh, he wasn't there. How do you end a song? Yeah, I missed it. What was I doing that day? I like I was gonna come, and then it was like, was it too I, early? Like I couldn't get up work in time or something. I ended up, I feel like I went. And did, wait, was it on a Monday? I know the answer to no. this, but you might not want us to say it on the podcast. Was it on a Monday? Did I go to the no. Bryant Park? It was like thir- it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. So I probably I went on some terrible date. There was a question that you asked me, and based on my answer, you didn't go. Oh right. Oh right, yeah. yeah. All right, I made a a, um, a lifestyle decision yeah, to not yeah. attend because sometimes you, you you know to go to like you got to prioritize right and uh, life short kids carpe diem <laughs> yolo sorry sorry we're we're targeting the kids yeah. hashtag yolo so so the great thing that I learned about Victor Wooten at this clinic was um, the best way to become a really good bass player is to be uh to be born into a band so like by the time you can hold an instrument your family has hired you and given you a bass hey it worked for the jacksons and uh yeah and then he said that you know uh his brothers taught him a lot of stuff but when he was about eight years old 
you know, all this uh, fusion stuff started happening, and they really couldn't teach him about it, so he had to just figure that shit out on his own at eight years old. And, it, you know, sure, like you do, you know, you figure out the fusion. And uh, he, uh, so basically, uh, you know, it was, you know, be born as Victor Wooten. Uh, and then the best question that anyone asked him was, how do you end a song? And I don't know why he didn't just say, stop playing. I lost it uh, when, when that just, guy asked that. You, I, you just stopped playing. I, just, I couldn't deal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's our new, um, if you need to know how to end a song, ask Victor Wooten. Although he pretty much, because again, he, he's a super nice guy. So he will never, you know, and actually, if you, if you have a chance to go to his clinic, if you're going to go to a clinic, because clinics are more often than not uh, turning into guitar commercials and like, they always were. I mean, that well, was yeah, sort of yeah. the thing. Well, but I, they yeah, happened the, the, in like guitar stores, right? But it's it's uh, sometimes they try to frame it like a master class, basically, even though it's not. Well, he was giving out genuinely good advice, right? It's no, just that's what that I'm saying. I'm saying if Victor you go, Wooten. if you're going to go to a clinic, Victor Wooten and Billy Sheen are the ones I can actually recommend. They both gave good advice that was not focused on because people ask people ask the wrong questions. They ask questions that are like, "How do you shred like crazy?" And they're like, "That's not." The point, right, and everyone dude. was like, oh, you know, like yeah. it'd be awesome. Because, like, half the people there have no chance of ever, like, even being decent, yeah. let alone, yeah. like, at Victor Wooten's yeah. level. The other best question was, uh, how do you deal with uh, having problems in your life? <laughs> that yeah, one like, was really good. Coffee? Uh, <laughs> money? Uh, <laughs> He'd be like, he'll, problems? I'm Victor Wooten. <laughs> he actually attempted to answer the question. Well, he was re- really nice about no, it. No, Victor seems like the kind of guy that he would try to make the best out of a bad situation yeah. and, like, and like legitimately just, whether he's answering your question or not, try to give you what he feels like you need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Go, like, he's, he, yeah, he's a really nice guy. But, right, yeah. he just... And the other thing is, when you're famous, you spend a lot of time dealing with people asking you really dumb questions yeah and or or just general dealing with people that you're like this is not not the interaction i want right now yeah. but it's the one my career demands yeah it's uh and so usually i mean i i don't think i've ever seen anyone actually just be like a dick to him. usually the the most you get is they're kind of like george just, lynch oh really yeah i actually see the the george lynch story though is like highly inappropriate oh so I kind of didn't want to okay. tell it, like, even though we've been talking about George Lynch and a clinic. <laughs> we've got to hear it now. Well, you, you, guys, did... you guys don't know this story? No. No. I thought everyone knew this George Lynch clinic no. story. Maybe this was because it was. So this actually, this happened in, in Boston. So, okay, I have to give a disclaimer. Uh, this is hearsay because I was not there. Okay. And this very well may be apocryphal, but I heard this from several people the day after the clinic. So I have reason to believe that it's true. So it, it's, it's. Pretty offensive, depending on, you know, uh, where you stand. But by contemporary societal standards, it's probably offensive. So disclaimer uh, before I say this. So, um, you know, George is given this clinic. It was across the street from Berkeley back when um, there used to be this chain of stores in the Northeast. They were called Daddy's Junkie Music. They, they're they gone now. Uh, like Guitar Center bought some of the locations, I think, and then the other ones just closed down. But that was sort of the iconic store across the street from Berkeley where you went to buy gear. And lots of Berkeley kids worked there. And, like, um, uh, Mike Mangini, I saw him do a clinic there. They did lots of clinics. 
And George Lynch shows up and he does this clinic and, you know, basically is talking about lead playing the whole time. And someone asked a question and I and I wish I could remember what the question was. But when you hear the answer, you'll understand why I've forgotten the exact details, because it's not important. Someone asked Mm. something about like rhythm playing or like what kind of chords you like to use or whatever. (laughs) And his response, like with no hint of humor or mm. anything, was chords are for fags. <laughs> and and Whoa. and and like right, so everyone laughed. So everyone <laughs> laughed because they like thought this they thought like this was a way over the top, like inappropriate joke from yeah. this dude left over from the eighties. And he was like, No, I'm serious. Like lead lead playing's where it's at. George Lynch. <laughs> George Lynch, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why AC had a song called Your Cousin is George Lynch. <laughs> that's also not true. I mean, they really did have a song called that. Yeah. But that's not the reason why the, uh, the song predates this anecdote. But that's what I like to believe oh, in my, he did my a, own uh, fiction. He, he did a thing at, at Sam Ash last year, and I will, next time he does one, I'll go and ask him, and about, ask him about rhythm. No, so I thought this, see, I thought everyone knew the story. I thought it was like no. the, the Ingve, the, do, the donut, the unleash the fucking fury thing. Like, cause like every, like that became Ingve's yeah. signature. But that started on the internet. Right. We need a uh, George Lynch and Hulk Hogan to record an album together. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> wow. wow. The gate got so. I felt like the. I felt like the gate was like overgating there to just no, be like, shut up. We were None just of you guys. All we were all just so like. Yeah. <laughs> it is not I am too soon because Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan deserves everything that comes his way. Fight for the rights of most men. So yeah, and I mean, Hulkster, <laughs> Hulkster can hold it down on base for three fifths of men. Oh, too soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. He Hulkster holds it down on the base. And, uh, and and George is doing no rhythm playing, so Holster's yeah. really got to be solid on that bass line. Yeah, and then he's just laying those solos over. <laughs> and then yeah. I don't know. I, I, Gigi Allen's dead. Seth Putnam's dead. I don't know who's on vocals in this band. Oh man, it's some other some other scumbag. Phil Anselmo. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about Phil. I, okay. Phil is an enigma to me. I don't. I don't know what his deal is. I don't. He might be a super nice guy. I've never met him. I. I, I know a lot of people who met Phil said he's he's actually a great guy. Yeah. I think he just had some problems at one oh, point. Yeah. But I, I think he he's actually a nice guy. Yeah. Probably. So yeah, that pretty much covers our uh, mid-year Nam recap, or what we call <laughs> the true. Oh, sorry, Nam Miss in August, or the true summer Nam. Because true, true summer Nam. Our because, recollection of winter Nam right, is, is the, the true summer real Nam. summer Nam. Because summer Nam is not a thing you go to if you don't have to. <laughs> that's where, that's where that's the business what, happens. That's what separates the people going to Nam for fun from the people who have to go to Nam. Right, they also have to go to summer Nam. We go to winter Nam in the vacation spot. Right. In the winter, you go to California. And in the summer, you don't go to Nashville. It's this where the it's business a horrible happens. Idea. It's where the business happens. Yeah. So Matt, I, I I actually have a question. Yeah. How do you end a podcast? <laughs>